Today's daf is Gitin daf Nunhei, and we are at the Mishnah, four lines from the top of daf Nunhei Amid Aleph. Today's daf is being learned Le'ilu Nishmas Chayim Melazer Ben Yibadol Chayim Reb Shim So today's daf is a continuation of the previous dafin, which means we are going to be discussing different takonos that Chazal instituted. Literally, to change the world. Now, today's daf is also the calm before the storm, as tomorrow, Metz Hashem, and really the next few dafin, we're going to be learning the sugya of Kamsa Bar Kamsa, the sugyas of Churban Beis Amikdash. Today's daf, however, is going to be, again, more technical takonos that related to tikkun o'elam. Zok to Mishnah. Heyid Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada. Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada said Eidos. Now the backdrop to the Eidos that Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada said actually has a little bit of a Kamsa bar Kamsa theme. And that is, it was said in Yavna. So we know that at the time that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, the Chachamim were in Yavna. And at some point... The Gemara in Brachis, Tav Chavches, discusses this at length. Different Tanam came forth, and they began to testify about different halachas that they were aware of. So it was Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada's turn, and he said over the following halachas. Number one, ala chareshes, a girl that's a chareshes, so she's the female version of a cherish, which means she's eno sheimeya ve'eno medaber, shehisi ovia, if her father married her off when she was a ketano, shehiyotzebeget. Halach is that she can get divorced. What's the chiddush? The chiddush is that a chareshes ketano, shehisi ovia, could be married medairaisa. However, she doesn't have a yad, you would think, to be makabal gerishin. As a result, how could she get divorced? Now, to be clear, even though her father married her off, the father would not be able to be macabre again on her behalf. And the reason is because although Ketana is in the Rishos of her father, but once there's Nesuin, not Erisin, but once there's Nesuin, she leaves the Rishos of her father. So just like when a girl becomes a Gedayla, she becomes a Bagaris, the Bagros is Moitzi, the girl from the Rishos of her father, so too a Ketana even though she's not a Bagaris yet, but if she has Nesuin, she's no longer in the Rishos of her father. So the father married her off. The Kedushan was Chalmed Eiraisa. It's Biti Nosati Le'ish However, the father does not have the ability to be Makabal Get for her. Stating that, she's Yoytze Beget. The Allah is, she could get divorced. It's a Chiddush. She's married Mid Eiraisa. She doesn't have a Yad Luchura to engage in a Gerushin, so how could she get divorced? And the reason Rashi explains, and it'll play itself out a little bit in the Gemara, is because Gerushin works afilu bal karcha, and a woman doesn't have to have das in order to get divorced. All she needs is a hand. She has a hand. You could be Mekayim Venasa Biyada. I, she doesn't have das. It's no different than if you had an Isha that has das, but her husband decided to divorce her, that's something that would be okay. So in that same vein, this is something that would be okay as well. Just Kedai to mention the disclaimer that although a man could divorce his wife, but Rabbeinu Gershon made a takana that Gershon cannot be but of course we're learning on a Mishnah level, which is way before the takana of Rabbeinu Gershon. Thus, uh, Isha could get divorced and therefore a chareches that had already Nesuin, who's married because her father married off, she has an ability to get divorced. Second halacha, the Rabbi Yochanan, God said was, so this is talking not about a chareshes. This is talking about a regular Ketanabas Yisrael. She got married to a Kayin, and Rashi adds, very importantly, 
she got married not because her father was Mechabal Kedushan on her behalf, but because one of her other Kraven were Mechabal Kedushan on her behalf. What we know as Kedushay Mion. So Midday Rice, a father, could accept Kedushan on behalf of his daughter. Midirabanon, even the Ketana's mother or brother or one of the other Kraven can do the same. That Kedushan is not Midday Raisa. Midday Raisa, it's only a father. However, Midirabanon, the Kedushan is So Rabbi Yochanan ben Gugada said Edus, that a Ketana Bas Yisrael that's married to a Koyen, she's a Bas Yisrael, he's a Koyen, she's married Midirabanon, Shaycheles Petruma, she's a lady eat Truma, and Rashi adds a very important word, Dirabon. So she's not a lady Truma Day Raisa because she's not married Midday Raisa. But being that she's married Midirabanon, she's a lady eat Truma Dirabon. That was the second halacha that Rabbi Yochan ben Gugada said. Additionally, the Emesa, Bailoyarsha, if she dies, her husband, even though he's only her husband, Midrabanon, still he's going to yarshan her. The third halacha was, Valamorish Hagazel, if somebody stole a beam, Shabana Bibiro, and he wants to be Makayim, the mitzvah, the Heshef Sagzel Hashagazel. The problem is, he already took this beam and he incorporated it in a bira that he built. Now, ordinarily, if you steal something, you have a mitzvah of you have a chiyuv to take the item that you stole and return it. In this case, said Rabbi Yochan ben Gugada, that a person that stole the marish and built it into a bira, he should not take down the house and return the, bir- the marish, rather, he should just write the nigzal a check for whatever this Marish was worth, and that's what he should give him. And the reason is, because we're afraid that if you're going to tell the person that you have to knock your house down, he's never going to knock it down. So, to promote a person being Mikhaimis Mitzvah, we said, you know what, even though what you should be doing is returning the actual Marish. But I'm afraid that sometimes, so instead, don't return the Marish, just give the person a check. It's a, a good idea. It will incentivize people to be mekayim the mitzvah veheshev mepnei takonos hashavim. That's what Chazal said. And finally, valachatas agzula. If you have a carbon chatas that was stolen, so somebody was maktish an animal as a chatas. Just so happens that animal was a stolen animal. Shaloi noy delarabim. In the event that the rabbim are not aware of it, meaning people don't know that this animal was stolen, is that if it was brought as a carbon, the carbon is going to work, it's going to be mechaper, and the reason for this is, and this is something that the Gemara is going to discuss in great detail. Either way, so the Mishnah mentioned four idiots that Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada said. The first one was that a chareshes, whose father married her off, she's married midday raisa, it happened when she was a ketana, the halach is her husband can divorce her. The Chiddush is that Gerishim works Balkar. The second one was that a Ketana Bas Yisrael, Shanisus Lekoyen. So you have a Ketana, she's a Bas Yisrael, she's married to a Koyen, only Midrabon and Kiddush Emiun. Shaycheles Petruma, she's allowed to eat Shum Midrabon. Additionally, if she dies, her husband Yarshin's her. The third Eidus that Rabbi Yechim and Gugada said was that if somebody steals a Marish and he puts it into a Bira, don't be Makai Vehechev as Hagzel Gazal. Go lechatchilo in the bidiyevet way and just write a check. That was mepnei takanos hashavim. And the fourth one was that if somebody was maktish an animal as a carbon chatas, it was gzula. But as loy noy and people don't know that it's stolen. Da'aloch is mitzmechaperes, and that is mipnei tikkun hamizbech. Now Rashi says that really it's only the latter two of the four idiots that Rabbi Yochanan ben Gugada said that have a shaykhis to what we're doing right now. We're discussing halachas that were instituted mipnei tikkun ha'olam. And really of the four that Rabbi Yochanan ben Gugada said, the last two are related to a takana, mipnei takana sashavim and mipnei tikkun hamizbech respectively. The first two have nothing to do seemingly with any Tikkun, and Rashi says that that's true, 
But at the same time, being that the four were mentioned bivas achas, in Yavne, on that fateful day, in Brachist Avchavches Amir Aleph. So we mention two of the four that are pertinent to what we're doing right now. So we mention all four. But Enochinami, what we really need as far as the paper trail from the beginning of Perak Asherleach all the way through Perak Hanazakin is the latter two because these were Takonas that were made the first one was the second one was either way the Gemara now is going to discuss all four of the Takonas Halachas that Rabbi Yochanan and Ben Gudgada mentioned. So what was the first one? You have a chareshes. She's an enu shemei of enu That means she's not a bastas. She will never be able to engage in any transaction of any significance. Her father was Makabal Kedushan on her behalf. When she was a Ketana, the father had a right to do that. Which means she's Mekudesh's Midai Raisa. If at any point her husband wants to divorce her, the husband can. What's the Chiddush? How's she going to get divorced? Once there's Nusuin, the father loses his bailis over his daughter, he can't be Makabal to get. She herself, she's not a Bastas. Don't you need Das for No. And that was the Chiddush of the first Edas that Rabbi Yochanan ben Gugada said. And that is that Gerishin can take place even Balkar. Amar Rav, it's a Rav commented. He said, May do such Rabbi Yochanan ben Gugada, based on the testimony of Rabbi Yochanan ben Gugada, I can infer the following Allah. Amar Edim, if somebody would go over to Edim, Ru'ugetzeh, She'ani Noisenla. You see this cat? I'm giving this to my wife. Then he would go over to his wife and he would say, Kinsi Shtarchoivzeh, would you please take this Shtarchoiv? And he would give it to his wife, and the Edom were there to witness it. Talach is, she would be divorced. Now, what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is, he told his wife, Kinsi Shtar He didn't tell his wife, take the get. Why is it not a problem? Because Mili Amr Rabbi Yechem and Gugada said, Rabbi, didn't Rabbi Yechem and Gugada say, that you don't need her das? Meaning, the Chiddush is that she doesn't think she's getting divorced. She thinks she's just accepting a Shtar Now, he told the Aiden that he's going to give a get, so you have proper Aiden Mesira, but she doesn't know. Said Rabbi, you would have thought that if a woman doesn't know that she's getting divorced and she's Makabal again, thinking it's a Shtar she shouldn't be Megureshes. But may do so, Rabbi Yechem ben Gugada, but based on the Eidos of Rabbi Yechem ben Gugada, God said, Rava, it's muchach not that way. Because you see that a woman doesn't have to have das in order to get divorced. So in this case should be the same thing. And the Gemara says, I agree with you, Rava, but it's so obvious. Pshita, why would you think otherwise? Meaning, Rava must be saying a chiddish. He's not just giving a another variable that comes about as a result of the edus of Rabbi Yechel Men If Rava took the pains to say this, clearly he's saying a chiddish la'loch. The Gemara says, it's so obvious. Meaning, it wouldn't have been obvious had Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada not said his Eidos. But may Eidos say Shal Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada, it's so obvious. So what's Rabbi being Mechadish? So the Gemara says, now the Tema, I would have thought, given the Amar Kinsi Shtar Choyv there, being that the husband told his wife, take the Shtar Choyv, when he says those words, Betule Batli. I would have thought that he was just Mevatol the Get. Now what does it mean to be Mevatol Get? So that takes us back to the beginning of Parakash Lech, the first few Dafen, that talked about the concept of Bittol Get. Now if you remember, there was Machlikis Amiron, Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes, whether a husband could be Mevatol Get, or whether a husband could only be Mevatol a Shliach Lohilocha to bring a Get. But Rav Sheshes' Hashita was that a husband could be Mevatol Get, and Pasha you can learn our Sugi according to Rav Sheshes, that you see there's a concept, there's an idea that a person can be Mevatol Get. Incidentally, Toysa spoke out in the beginning of Parakash Lech, that even the Cholkim and Rav Sheshes that hold that there is no Indian of Bittal Aget that just means that when a, stam, when a man is Mavatal Shliach we don't assume he's being Mavatal Aget but if he says L'Shem Yichud to be Mavatal Aget for sure he could be Mavatal Aget but the bottom line is there is a concept of writing a get and then being mevatel the get. So I would have thought that when the husband says Kinsi Shtar that's the equivalent of Bittal Aget and therefore she's not Megur 
out the bitter but not because she doesn't have das, but because of the bitter get kamash malon. That was Rav's chiddush. Why taka? Because him isa the battle. Because if that's really what this husband's trying to do, the Adam have a who he would have told it to the Adam. He told the Adam ruu gets and then he turns to his wife and he says kinsi shtar If he means to be mavatul get the same Adam that he's told. Look at this get that I'm giving to my wife. He would have been mavatal to them because now he, the Adam think that he's really divorcing his wife when he's not. So you would have thought that from the fact that he said that means bitl get kamash malon. If he really meant to be mavatal to get, he would have told it to the Adam. I if he doesn't mean to be mavatal to get, why did he tell his wife kinsi shtar Because he's much embarrassed. He's embarrassed to look his wife in the eye and say, "Look, I'm giving you a get." So he may believe it wasn't a get. The fact that she doesn't have to ask, that we know from the Eidos of Rabbi Yechel and Good Gada, and there's an extra Chiddush over here, you would have thought, Kinsi Shtar means Bittl, Kamash Malan, it doesn't mean Bittl. The second Eidos that Rabbi Yechel and Good Gada said was, that a Ketanabas Yisrael that's married to a Kayin is a Chalas Bichol. So we're dealing with a Ketanabas Yisrael who got married, but only Midrabana, meaning her father's not the one that married her off, quote-unquote, but rather it was one of her other kreitim. She's Mikudeshes. However, she's only Mikudeshes Midrabanan. She since had Nesuin. Being that she had Nesuin, technically, she's married on the level that she should be able to eat truma, right? We know that Arusa Bas Yisrael, Midday Rai says, I chalas if she's married to a Kayin. However, Midrabanan, you need Nesuin. So in this case, we already had Nesuin. So the Allah is that in the event that she had Nesuin, the Allah is she could eat truma, now, she can't eat Trumadai Raisa because she's only married Midrabanan. But the Eidos of Rabbi Yechem and Gugada was that being that she's Al Kopanan married Midrabanan, so Al Kopanan she could eat Trumadai Midrabanan. So the Gemara begins with a diak. The diak is Ve'ilu Chareshes Loi Achla. It sounds a little bit from the second Eidos of Rabbi Yechem and Gugada that a Chareshes who's married to a Pikeach cannot eat even Trumadai Rabbanan. Now, a Chareshes can't get married Midrabanan Raisa. Unless her father is the one that married her off when she was a Ketan. But otherwise, a Chareshes cannot get married Midday Raisa. Stating that, the Rabbana wanted a Chareshes to be able to get married. So they were Mesak in Kedushin for a Chareshes. Meaning, just like a Ketana, who's a Yesoyma, can get married Midday Rabbana, Kedushin Mion. There's an idea that a Chareshes could also get married Midday Rabbana. The Gemara is Medayik, that sounds a little bit from Rabbi Yechem ben Gugada, that this Chiddush, that... Through Kiddush and the Rabbanon, a Bas Yisrael could eat Truma the Rabbanon is only true for the Ketaner Bas Yisrael. That type of Kiddush and the Rabbanon. But as it relates to the Chareshes, who also has Kiddush and the Rabbanon, that Kiddush and the Rabbanon would not be enough to allow her to be able to eat Truma. What's the Diak? The Diak is because Rabbi Yechem and Gugada's first halacha was talking about a Chareshes. The second halacha was talking about a, a Ketaner. The Gemara is medayik that if the second halacha is negeya chareshes, just like it's negeya ketana, then why did he switch from talking about a chareshes to talking about a ketana? He should have said two halachas related to a chareshes. And by the way, once I know it by a chareshes, I would know it by a ketana as well. So why did he switch? Why did he go from the first halacha is a sugya that's negeya chareshes, the second halacha is a sugya that's negeya ketana? If the second halacha is also negeya chareshes, so tell me both halachas with regards to but he didn't do that. And from there, the Gemara's Medayek Vaist Ois, the Rabbi Yechem the second Chiddush is taken not true for a Chareshes. Faith, the Gemara, my time, or why not? Meaning, Lachur, they're both situations where you have a Bas Yisrael that's married to a Koy Mid Rabbanon. So if Ketan Bas Yisrael that's married to a Koy Mid Rabbanon is able to eat Shumid Rabbanon, so why can't a Chareshes that's married to a Koyin 
be able to eat Shumad Rabbanon. So the Gemara says, Zerok is Chazal, we're concerned, Shem Yachel Cheresh Becharashas. If you're going to allow a Cheresh that's married to a Pikeach to eat Shumad Rabbanon, we may allow a Cheresh that's married to a Cheresh. She's a Basi Yisrael, and he's a Kayan, again, to eat Shumad. The Gemara says, Valeichel, why is that a problem? It's hard to even read the Gemara. Katan Oichel Nevelosu, meaning, at the end of the day, a Cheresh is not, is not even a, a Bas Mitzvah, right? Because a Cheresh Oit Vekatan, a Patamana Mitzvah. So if that's the case, what could possibly be the problem? What's this gzera? Atu what? There's nothing that can potentially come from this that would ever be an issue. So the Gemara says, no, let me explain a little bit better. Gzera, what we meant to say was, Shema yachol cheresh bepikachas. We're afraid that if you're going to allow a pikachas that's married to a... A cheresh that's married to a pikeach eat chumad rabbanon. We may allow a pikachas that's married to a cheresh also eat chumad rabbanon. So in this case, you have a pikachas and she's married to a cheresh. She herself is... A regular pikachas. She's a basdas. He's the one that's a cheresh. Now, just like Chazal were masakin kedusha derabbanon for a chereshes, they were also masakin kedusha derabbanon for a cheresh. So, in this case, with a married mid we're worried that if he's a koyin and she's a bas yisrael, she's going to eat truma. But the Gemara says v'leichel b'truma derabbanon. What's the problem? They are married mid If they're married mid why can't she eat truma derabbanon? Says the Gemara says gzeir shama asi lachul b'truma derais because we're afraid that if you're going to allow the pikachas that's married to a cheresh to eat truma derabbanon, they may come to eat truma derais, and that would be a problem. The reason that would be a problem is because being that she's a pikacha, she's chayv and mitzvahs, she's not allowed to eat truma mit de oiraisa. Now, truma de rabbanon she can eat because she has a kedushin de rabbanon. But we're afraid that agav, she's eating truma de rabbanon, it's very easy to mistake it with truma de oiraisa. She's eating truma de oiraisa, which is something that she's not allowed to eat. So as exeris, shema asila, chula, but truma de oiraisa, Chazal said, she shouldn't even eat truma de rabbanon. So just to make a recap on this gemara. Uh, kitana, Bas Yisrael, that's married to a Kayan, who got married mid Rabbanon, Rabbi Yechimah was made as a lad to eat Shumad Rabbanon. Why? She's married mid Rabbanon, so you can eat Shumad Rabbanon. Whereas a Chareshes that's married to a Pikeach, which she's a Bas Yisrael and he's a Kayan, she cannot eat Shumad Rabbanon. The question is, what's the difference? They're both married mid Rabbanon, thus they should both be able to eat Shumad Rabbanon. So the Gemara says, after further review, the Cheshman's like this. Because we were afraid that if the Cheresh is married to the Pikeach would eat Shumad Rabbanon, then the Pikachas married to the Cheresh would also eat Shumad Rabbanon. Now you'll tell me, why not? They could eat Shumad Rabbanon. She has Kedusha Rabbanon. Yeah, but we're afraid if you're going to allow Chumad Rabbanon, you're also going to allow Chumad Raisa. And that already would be an issue. Because being that she's a Pikachas, if she's going to eat Chumad Raisa, then already she's going to be over an Isser. So the Chareshes, who's married to the Pikeach, if by mistake would eat Chumad Raisa, nothing's going to come from that. There's no pain. Because at the end of the day, Katan Eichel Nevelis, in the worst case scenario, is not such an issue. But the concern is that if the Chareshes is married to the Pikeach, will eat Chumad Rabbanon. The Pikachas married to the Cheresh will also eat Chumad Rabbanon. And if the Pikachas married to the Cheresh will eat Chumad Rabbanon, she may then come to eat Chumad Raisa, and that already is going to be an issue. Now Rashi speaks out that if you're worried about this whole Chashash as it relates to the Chareshes married to the Bikeach, why don't you make the same chashash? Let the Ketana, who's married to the Koyen, not be able to eat Shumad Rabbanon, as a Gzeira, that a Gedoyla might be married to a Katan, there, you'll eat Shumad Rabbanon, and that might lead to eating Shumad Raisa. So Rashi says, it's Pasha, that's not an issue, because a Katan can't get married, Mid Rabbanon. A Pikeach can marry a Chareshes, and a Cheresh can marry a Pikachas Mid Rabbanon. A ketana can marry a god on the rabbanon, but a katan can't marry a gadol on the rabbanon. So, being that that side of 
the chashash is irrelevant as it relates to the Ketana being married to the Kayen. So therefore, there we didn't have this Gzeira. It's only here we have the Gzeira. The bottom line is the Diyak is a good Diyak. A Ketana Basisol that's married to a Kayen Zalada Yitzhum the Rabbanon, whereas a Chareshes that's married to a Pikeach cannot. Why not? It's a double Gzeira. We're Chayesh, Chareshes, married to a Pikeach, Otto Pikeach is married to a Cheresh, and that Gufa is only because of a concern that if we're going to allow you to eat Shuma de Rabbanon, you're going to come to eat Shuma de Ayraisa. Moving along. So the third Eidos that Rabbi Yochan ben Gugada said, and here we're getting into the Tikkun Oilom was, Al-Amorish HaGazal, somebody stole a Marish, Abana Bibira, and he incorporated into a Bira, She'it al don't return the Marish, just pay for it, Nebnei Ta'konos HaShom, Zokti Umar, Tanur Abana Abraisa, Gazal Marish, Abana Bibira, if somebody stole a Marish, and he put it into a Bira, Bishamah, Yemir Bishamah, he says, marish You have to take down the whole Bira, and return the Marish, Besulah, and Besulah says, Now all you have to do is pay for the Marish, Nebnei Ta'konos HaShom, and obviously our Mishnah is going, Ali Badi Besulah, that was quick. Next, Valchatos Hagzulah, Shaloi Noidele Rabin, so the Mishnah said that if somebody brought a carbon chatos, and this carbon chatos was gizula, so what does that mean? Somebody stole an animal and he was maktish the animal. He was maktish it as a carbon chatos. It was brought to the base of No one knows about this. It was loy noidele rabim. The kayanim went and they brought it. The halach is shehimich haperes, very very big chiddush, that the owner of the carbon is going to get kapara, and the reason is mipnei tikkun hamizbech. Now it's clearly implied. From the Mishnah, that the only time the Chatas Akzula is Mechaperis is if it was Loy Noidalarab. However, if it was Noidalarabim, it's not Mechaperis, right? Chatas Akzula should Loy Noidalarabim is Mechaperis. If, however, it was Noidalarabim, there obviously it's not going to be Mechaperis. The Gemara is going to bring a machloikis between Ula and Rav Yehuda, two completely different ways to understand this last edus that Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada said. And really, the hakdama to understanding the machloikis between Ula and Rav Yehuda is Perak Meruba Mesachtis Vavakama. It's the sugyas of Yish. So obviously, we're not going to learn the sugya of Yish now, al But what we do need to know for our purposes is that there's a sugi in Shas, whether Yish is koina or whether Yish is not koina. What does that mean? If somebody steals something from somebody, so the halacha is, he now has an obligation to return the thing that he stole. If, however, the owner of the item was miyayish, meaning he gave up on ever retrieving that that was stolen from him, there is a mandamar in Shas that says that the gazlin via the koyach of Yish is kind of the thing that he stole. And at this point, he no longer has an obligation to return what he stole. What he does have an obligation to is to pay the value of the thing that it is that he stole. So, Avad, if you steal something, you're always going to have to make a payment. There's no situation where you're not going to have to make a payment. When we talk about is Yish, kind is Yish, not kind of, what we're discussing is, were you kind of the chayfet so that I can keep the item, I just have to pay you the value of it? Or if, for example, Yish is not kind of, so in that instance, this actual item that I have belongs to you, and I'm going to have to return it to you. The bottom line is a big Shiloh, whether Yish is kind of, Yish is not kind of, and that is the background in terms of how we're supposed to understand this Mishnah. So, again, if you want to understand what would be if somebody stole an animal, he was makdish it, and now the Kehanim brought it as a carbon, on a biblical level, 
though it doesn't matter if it was noida, it was loy noida, ain't a mechaperes. My time, what's the reason? Yish kedi loy koin. Because yish alone is not koin. By the way, what does it mean yish kedi? Yish alone, as opposed to yish with something else. So again, this is Bava Kama 101. But yish and shinurishos, yish and shinurimaisa, but we're not learning that now. We're talking about whether it was a regular yish. So, says Ula, everybody holds that yish kedi is not koina, umaitam amru loinoi damichaperes. Why is it then that the Mishnah said that if it was loinoi dalarabim, it's mechaperes, if yish is not koina, so the chayr is not yours. If it's not yours, how you. Could you get kapara with an animal that doesn't belong to you? The reason was, because we didn't want the kayhanim to get depressed. We were afraid that the kayhanim are going to bring this animal. They're not going to have that it was a stolen animal. Afterwards, they're going to find out, you know, that animal that was brought, it was stolen. And as a result, it wasn't a real animal. And what you did was wrong. Rashi adds, you ate chulin that was nishchat ba'azara. Because it turns out it was chulin. It wasn't really hektish. The owner had no ability to be maktish. He had stolen it. And it's for that reason the kayhanim are going to be very depressed, and being that going to be very depressed, that's the Tikkun HaMizbech that the Mishnah was referring to, and that's why we said that Al-Kopanim, if it's Loi Noid, if they didn't know about it, so then the Allah is going to allow the Kapara to fly. Amalei Rabbanu Lulu, the Rabbanu told Lulu, Va'anam Ibnei Tikkun HaMizbech Tan, it's a nice Pshat Ulo, you worried that the Kayanam shouldn't be at Tzavim, but that's not what the Mishnah said. The Mishnah said that Chatash Loi Noid Al-Rabbim is Mechaperes, not so the Kehanim shouldn't be at Tzavim, Ibnei Tikkun HaMizbech, Amalei Lulu told the Chachamim, no, you don't understand. Kim the Kehanim at Tzavim, if the Kehanim are going to be we don't want Kayanim ever looking over their shoulders when they have to bring a carbon. And if it's possible in the Kayan's eyes that I'm going to bring this carbon, I'm going to find out that it wasn't a real carbon. I ate from it, I ate Chulam Azar. They're going to think three times before they ever bring a carbon, and the Mizbeach is going to be bottled. You know who's going to suffer? The Mizbeach is going to be suffer. So, which would come about as a result of the Kayanim being at Seven, Chazal said that a is going to be Micha Paris. Either way, Ula is the first Mahalach in the Sugya. Ula said, you want to know whether or not this Chattas that was stolen is Micha Paris, Midday Raisa? Of course not. Bein Noida, Bein Loi Noida, the Allah is, this would not work. Why not? Because Yish Kedi is Loi Kani. It's a special Tikkun HaMizbeach that we say where it's Loi Noida L'Rabim. It works. This is a great Chiddush as far as the Tikkun HaMizbeach or the Tikkun HaOilams that we've seen up until this point. This is definitely one of the bigger Chiddushim. That Chazal said that a carbon that's really not a carbon is going to operate as if it is a carbon and somehow it's going to be able to be Mechaper on behalf of the Balak carbon. Now before we go Vaiti, there's just one important Rashi that needs to be spoken out. Rashi says that even though the Gemara said, So it sounds like Ula is of the opinion that Yish is not Koina. Meaning, is Yish Koina, is Yish not Koina. It sounds like Ula holds Yish is not Koina. But Rashi says it's not true. That's not what Ula meant. Ula didn't mean that Yish is not Koina. When you're learning about a Kama, it could be Yish is Koina. But what Ula means to say is that as it relates to Kachim, Yish is not going to be Koina. And the reason it's not going to be Koina as it relates to Kachim is because the Torah says that when you bring a carbon, you have to bring Karbanoi. And Yish Kedi is not enough to make it Karbanoi. So if you're learning about a Kama, Kudi Ulashita is that Yish is Koina. Rashi is Lashon, Dibra Maschalai Koni. Le'inyan Hakrofa. We're talking as it relates to Hakrofa. Vafilu Shaminon Shinas Yashua Bailam. Even if we know for a fact the Bailam were Miyayish, Loi Karinam Be Karbanoi. It's not called Karbanoi. But the bottom line is Ula holds that Midday Raisa, Yish Kedi, Le'inyan Hakrofa is Loi Why then Loi Noidal Rabbim is the Allah and the Chaperis? Like the Mishnah said, "Bnei Tikkun Amizbech." What was the Tikkun Amizbech? Shleiu Kayanim at Seven, which would be Goyrim Bittol Hakarbanos. That's the Tikkun Amizbech. That was Ula's Malach. Rabbi Yudam, Rabbi Yudam said just the opposite. Far Torah Bein Noida Bein Loi Noida Milcha Peres. 
If somebody steals an animal, then he's makdish it as a carbon chatos. And the kaihanim bring it, whether it was noida, whether it was loy noida, doesn't matter. The kaihanim knew they didn't know it would be mechaperes. My time, what's the reason? Yish kedi koni, because Yish is koina even in an akrovo, even to make it carbon. Matam omru noida in mechaperes. So why then did Chazal say loy noida mechaperes? That if it was noida, it's not mechaperes. How do you know if it's noida in mechaperes? Because the Mishnah said if it's loy noida, it's mechaperes. Clearly implying, very easy diuk. That if it be noida, it's in mechaperes. The reason is shlo yomru. People shouldn't say mizbeach oichel gizelois because people are going to say, "Oh, the mizbeach eats stolen food." So we know that when there was a haktaror that was done on the mizbeach, it's what we know as an achilas hamizbeach. In heochel teochel b'shte achilas hakasim medaber, one of the themes of seder kachem, putting food in murim. That maybe even on the mizbeach is considered an achilas mizbeach. So we don't want people should say, "Oh, the mizbeach is eating stolen food." Therefore, if it's noida lerabim, ain't a mechaperes. Meaning, if it's noida, nobody knows. If nobody knows, no one's going to say that the mizbeach is oichel gazelos. But over here, we're worried that the mizbeach is going to be perceived as if it's oichel gazelos, and therefore, if it's noida lerabim, it's going to be a problem. So according to Rav Yehuda, the tikkun of mizbeach is just the opposite. According to Rav Yehuda, midday rice it should always be good. The chiddush is not when it's loy noida lerabim, it's mechaperes. The chiddush is when it's noida lerabim, it's not mechaperes. And the reason it's not mechaperes is that the tikkun of mizbeach. What's the tikkun of mizbeach? Shlo yoimru mizbeach oichel gazelos. So again, two completely different ways to understand the Mishnah. The Mishnah's halacha is clear. No one's debating the halacha of the Mishnah. A chatos that's loy noida lerabim is Mechaperes, a chatas that's noid delirabim is eno mechaperes. Why mipnei tikkun amizbeach? What's the tikkun amizbeach? Is the tikkun amizbeach the loy noid delirabim shehi mechaperes, or is the tikkun amizbeach the noid delirabim shehi eno mechaperes? That's machlokes Ula and Rav Yehuda. Ula holds that the tikkun oilam, the tikkun amizbeach is the loy noid delirabim shehi mechaperes, because really dvar Torah nothing should work because yish kedila inyan akrov is like kani. It's just shloyu kayanam at seven, which will be goyrim bittel amizbeach. The Chazal said if it's loy noy delarabim, it should be mechaperes. Coin to Rav Yehuda is just the opposite. Coin to Rav Yehuda, really everything should be mechaperes because yish kedi afilu leinyan akrova is kaina. The chiddush of the tikkun amizbeach is that where it's noy delarabim, it should be ena mechaperes. And the reason is shloyu mizbeach oichel gazelos. So the Gemara now is going to mention two dikdukim in the Mishnah. Two lechura that diyukim, they're subtle, that seem to be a little bit more mashma like Ula and not like Rabbi Huda. So the Gemara says, like this, Bishlaim, Ula, Bishlaim, according to Nehayu, Diktani, Chatas. Notice the Mishnah mentioned the carbon Chatas. Why did it mention Chatas? Why didn't it mention Ula, for example? So according to Ula, it's very good. Why did it mention Chatas, not Ula? Because what's the whole Chashash? The Kayanam are going to eat and they're going to think that they just ate Chulin that was slaughtered in the Azar, which they're not allowed to eat. That's an issue if the animal is an animal that could be eaten in oil, which is Kulikolo, it's not a problem. So I understand why we got involved in a specific carbon. We mentioned a carbon that's eaten to show that this is the Nakuda. Elo the Rav Yehuda, but according to Rav Yehuda, what was the Tikkun HaMizbeach? Shalayoyimru, people shouldn't say that the Mizbeach is Eichel Gzeirloiz. If that's the case, my ear Yechatas, if it's not me. So why did you pick a Chatas? Could have been an oil as well. So the Mar says, Enechinami, Loimi Boyukamar. You could have mentioned the oil. But the reason we didn't mention oil, we mentioned Chatas, is because it's a bigger Chiddush. Why? Loimi Boyukamar, Loimi Boyukamar, because if I would have only said oil, I would have thought that an oil, being that the whole animal, or at least all the meat of the animal, goes on the Mizbeach. So I would have said, here we were worried about Tikkun HaMizbech, that people shouldn't say that the Mizbech is a gazlin, that it eats gazelas. El afilu chatos. But what about a chatos, where only parts of the animal go? So I would have thought, there it's not an issue. The chela v'dam hu desalach l'gam in Mizbech. That it's only the chela and the dam that goes on the Mizbech. And the rest of it is eaten by the 
Tanim. So I would have thought maybe they didn't make Gzair, Kamashwa, Filahi Gazer, even though they were Gazer Shlayemer, Mizbechachel Gzailas, and people shouldn't say Mizbechachel Gzailas. So according to Ula, it's Pasha why we mentioned Chatas. Chatas as opposed to Ayla, because by an Ayla you don't have the Tikkun Amizbech. According to Rav Yehuda, you have to say the reason we mentioned Chatas and not Ayla, for example, is the Rabbi said it's not only an Ayla, which is Kulay Kalo, that there's a concern Shlayemru, but this concern is true even by the Chatas, where really all we're dealing with is the Chalev and the Dam. Another dig. Tanan, what did the Mishnah say? Al Chatas Akzula Shaloy Noida Lerabim, Shimicha Peres Mibnetikan Amisbech. So we said the Mishnah said two halachas, this fourth edas of Rabbi Echemen Gugadu. One was, if the Chatas was Loy Noida Lerabim, it's Micha Peres. The second halach is, if the Chatas is Noida Lerabim, then it's Ena Micha Peres. But although the Mishnah said two halachas, one of them will mention Mefurish, and the other one is only Micha Lava Tashemeyahe, right? The chata shaloy noidel rabim, that's mentioned with baktsena. The fact that where it's noidel rabim, that's only something that I know as a diak. That's something that's only applied. So the Gemara asks very gishmak. Bishlam elu ulo nicha. Bishlam, according to ulo, what was the tikkun amizbeach? That when it's loy noidel rabim, the halacha is that it's going to be mechaperes. So if that's the tikkun amizbeach, it's gishmak why that was the one of the two halachas. That were mentioned Mefurish with Bakhtsainer. Because that's the chaluk of it that's taken Amazbeh. Hello, Rav Yehuda, Ibrahim Bayalay Bakoint, Rav Yehuda, the Khata Shaloy Noidalarabim is not the Tikin Amazbeh. It's what's implied from that. It's the Khata Shenoidalarabim. Where it's not Mechaperis, that's the Tikin Amazbeh. So if that's the case, that's what it should have said. So the Gemara says, Hachinami Kamar. I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, no, no, meaning Loy Noida Mechaperis. Implied from there is noida ena mechaperes, and the reason for that is is mipnei tikkun oilam. Either way, meaning although it sounded like it's a little bit more mashma like gula, but at the same time it's not muchach that way, and it's for that reason you could always say hachinami ka'amar, and therefore it's not going to be a dik. Another kasha, massive rava. Rava asked the kasha, and this is a real bavakama. So you're gonna somebody stole an animal, and he was makdish the animal. And after he was makdish the animal, tavachu machar. So the Allah is, he shechted it or he sold it. He pays kefil. But at the same time, he doesn't pay our bavichamisha. So if somebody steals an item, he's a ganev. What's the Allah? You have to pay whatever it is you stole. In addition to that, we give you a knas, kefil. So you end up paying double. If somebody's ganev umachar, certain animals, and then he's tovach, Meaning, he's tovachu machar after he stole certain animals. In addition to the kefil, you end up paying more. You end up paying dalid vehe. Dalach is if somebody steals an item that belongs to hektish, there's no kefil. If somebody's tovachu machar an item that belongs to hektish, you don't pay dalid vehe. Zok the brayso ganav. If somebody would steal an animal, the hektish you'd be it. And then he was tovachu machar. So you pay kefil, but you don't pay dalid vehe. The reason is pasha. You pay kefil because when you stole it, it wasn't hektish yet. But you don't pay dalid vehe because you were tovachu machar after you were hektish. Now, v'tani Allah, on this halacha we have the following brayso that said bechutz ki gavna anush kars. If somebody would be ganav the hektish and then he would shecht it bechutz, the halacha is he would be chayiv kars. What's the background to this halacha? It's the parish of Shchutechotz. It's the thirteenth parak in Masechet Zvachim, parak Ashoichet Vamaila. It's a parish in the Torah, parish of Zachrimos. Somebody takes kachim and he shechts it outside of the Azara. He's chayiv kars. So it says the Braisa, if somebody would steal an animal, he would be makdish. It's an out hektish, and then he would shecht it bachutz. The halacha is he would be chayiv kars. What's the Gemara's kashav? If 
You're going to tell me, like Ula said, that Yish Kedi is like Kanila in Yenakrava. That means Midai Rais, if you wanted to be Makra of this animal, Bein Noidal Rabbim, Bein Noidal Rabbim, Enamichaperes, Karas Mayavidate, why are you Chayav Karas? And what's the Kasha? The Kasha is, Rashi says, based on the Sugin, Zvachim, Dafkufi, Bezam, and Aleph, the only time you Chayav Karas for being Shaykhet Bachotz is if that thing that you Shechted Bachotz was Roy Lepesachoyomai. It was only that you could have brought it as a carbon. But if you couldn't have brought it as a carbon, then you Shechted Bachotz, Taloch is, you're not going to be chayev. So the Gemara's kasha is that if you're going to tell me that if somebody steals an animal, then he's makdashit, and therefore it's not right to be brought as a carbon. If it's not right to be brought as a carbon, it's not right to be brought as a carbon. If it's not right to be brought as a carbon, you're going to be chayev. They'll say, Spish, let me go into Rabbi Yehuda, who said, in our Mishnah, if somebody steals an animal, he's makdashit, and and the reason is because Yishkidi is Kani Afilin in Akrava. And the only reason in our Mishnah, so I understand this halach. I understand why you're going to be Chayef if you Shech Bachotz. The reason you Chayef if you Shech Bachotz is because it's right to be brought as a carbon, Midai Raisa, and therefore you're going to be Chayef Karis. But according to Ula, that Dvar Torah, it's not right to be brought as a Mizbech. It's only Midai Tikkun Amizbech that the halach is that if it was Loy Noidel Rabbim, it's Mechaperes. So why so this was the kasha that Rav asked. The Mar says, "I'm Rav Shizbi." Rav Shizbi was there, and Rav Shizbi said, "Karis midivrayan." I think when it says in this brayse karis, it means that the rabbanon did karis. You're right. Not chayv karis midivrayan. Chayv karis midrabbanon. So the Olam heard what Rav Shizbi told Rav, and they all started laughing. Achichu alel karis midivrayan miyika. What? That's funny. There's something called karis midrabbanon. Amalu Rav. So Rav was one who asked the question. He told the Olam, he said, If a Chashua person says something, even you don't understand it, but at the same time, don't let. You want to ask a Kasha, ask a Kasha. What did Rav Shizbi mean to say? He meant to say, He meant to say, The reason Yechai of Karas is because of a Dinder Rabbana. Meaning, the Rabbanon put it in his Rishos, that he should be Chai. Now, there's Machoik, it's Rashi and Toistvis. How to learn this line of Gemara? We're going to learn the Gemara the way Toisvus learns the Gemara. It's the second Tois on the Yom. Toisvus is very gishmak. Toisvus says that what Rav Shizbi was trying to say was that it's true. Midday Raisa Ula holds that if somebody steals an animal and he's makdashit, in a mechaperes. But once there was a tikkun amizbeach, once Chazal said that when it's loy noidel rabim, it's going to be mechaperes. So now already it becomes roy lovayel pesachayil moed. And if it's roy lovayel pesachayil moed, so now already if you shechted bachutz, you're going to be chayef. Why did we assume you should be potter if you shechted bachutz? We assume that the reason is because it's not royal pesachayil moed. But once the Mishnah in Gittin Dafnun Hamad Alav told me bnei tikkun amizbeach, it is roy lovayel pesachayil moed. Why? So it comes out, it's Roy. If it's Roy, so he didn't to say like a chorus to Evraim that the Rabbana made up a chorus. What he meant to say was, Rashi, chorus to This is a chorus to Eraisa. We're not being mechadish a chorus. It's the Torah's parish of chorus. That's parish of Sachrim boys. But it was only Ba'al Yedei Devreim. It's because of the Dinder Abbanon of Tikkun HaMizbeach. Now it's Roy L'Pesach HaYomoy. Once it's Roy L'Pesach HaYomoy, now already going to be subject to the regular parish of chorus, the chorus to Eraisa. Amar Rava. So Rava has a postscript to this whole discussion. The following is a, a shayla that I have. No, there's Rava just asked the question of Shizbi answered it. But Rava said, okay, that maybe is not a good ha'ara in the sugyu. But this for sure is a question. When the Rabbanon put this item in the Rishus of the, the Ganev, of the Rishus of the Makdash, again, somebody stole an animal, he was Makdash. Going according to Ula, that Yish Kedi is Loi Kani. But 
And you're even going to be Chayiv Koris if somebody shechts a Bechot. Rav's question was, this that was put in the Rishos of this person was a Mishas Keneva. It's Lemafrei from the time that he stole it, a Mishas Kedesha. It was only put in his Rishos from the time that he was Makdeshet. What difference does it make? Any shearings or any vladis that this animal had from the time that it was stolen to the time that he was makdeshet. Who's going to get that? Does it belong to hektish or does it belong to the person? So the Gemara says, My Rava wasn't sure. Hada on my Rava, as you find so often. After Rava had the Shiloh, Rava was poshited. He said, Mestabra, Mishas Hektesha. It probably makes sense. It should always be, only be in his shush from the time of the hektish. Because otherwise he's getting the profit. We don't want him to profit. Why are you making this chait to be? suddenly making money that he shouldn't get. So it's mistabit that it's only from the time of Hektish. Not for now, but just one ha'ara, just to close the loop on the cheshben of Pashup Shad and today's daf, and that is the Mepharshim struggle a little bit with Rav's last comment. Because the way Rashi explained the sugi in the beginning, when Ula said that Dvar Torah, Yish Kani, what did Rashi speak out? We read the Rashi inside. It's Le'inyan Akrava that Yish is like Kani. Because there, the threshold is it has to be Karbanoi. And being that it has to be karbanoi. So yish kedi is not enough to make it into karbanoi. It sounded like that even Ula's moida yish is kaina, as it relates to the dinay mominish shabai. The question is, if you're maktishin now, is it going to be yours or is it not going to be yours? If that's the case, so what's the shaila? So for sure the gizais and the vladois, the etzim belong to him. Because yish kedi was kaina. The whole shaila was whether it's kaina in akrava. That's a special chiddish that you're making it his as it relates even to the fact that you were maktishin. Again, this is already going into a more iyun analysis of the daf. We are going to go weiter. So, mi'inyan le'inyan, again, another takana that was made, mi'pnei tikkun o'ilam. Zok the Mishnah. Lo'yhoya sekrikun b'yehuda b'harugay milchama. The laws of the sekrikun were not noyeg during the harugay milchama. Me'harugay ha'milchama ve'elach. However, from the zman of harugay milchama onwards, yeishpa sekrikun, then already the laws of the sekrikun apply. So, First things first, what exactly are Sikrikon? So Rashi says, might as well read the Rashi inside. Sikrikon are Oyve Kechavim Reitzech. So it's an Eni Yehudi who's a Reitzech, he's a murderer. The Yid very often would be forced to give his property over to the Sikrikon, Pasha to save his life. He would tell him, Take this land, and don't kill me. So these Sikrikon were bad guys. They were Reitzchen. And they would go over to Yidin and they would say, give me your property or I'll kill you. And they meant business, meaning this wasn't a bluff. They would kill. And the Yid would have no choice very often and he would give away his property. Says the Mishnah that the laws of the Sikrikon were not noyeg in Yehuda Baharugem Elcham, which possibly means at the time of the war. However, once the war calmed down a little bit, that's when the laws of the Sikrikon went into effect. So there were certain laws that were unique to a property that was taken by the Sikrikon, those laws were not noyeg b'shas mulchama. However, meharugia mulchama ve'elach, it's then that the laws went into effect. So first things first, Dr. Mishnah, Kate said, what are the laws of the Sikrikon? So we know that they weren't noyeg b'shas mulchama, they weren't noyeg after the mulchama, what are these laws even? So the Mishnah gives us a whole shulchan aruch of laws. Kate said, look, Sikrikon, if somebody would buy something for Sikrikon, so let's picture it. Sikrikon goes over to Ruvain, Give me your land or I'll kill you. So Reuben has no choice. He gives the land over to the Sikrikon. 
Then the Sukkim goes to Shimon. He says, you want to buy a piece of property? Shimon says, yeah, I do. So someone went now and he bought a piece of property from the Sukkim. But Shimon was a little bit insecure. He knew what went on here. He knew the Sukkim had confiscated the property. He didn't really buy it in such a legitimate transaction. So he decided, I'm going to go to Ruvain and I'm going to pay Ruvain right now. I'm going to go over to Ruvain. Ruvain, give me a shtar. I don't want you to ever come later and be ma'arer and say that that land was taken away by the Sikrikon. I want to make sure that I'm going to have it. So the Allah is mekchoi bottle. The whole mekach is bottle. Meaning, what you bought from the Sikrikon is not a real mekach. And even if the Balabayas signed off on it, it's not okay. Mi Balabayas, let's say Shimon would first go to Reuven. He would tell Reuven, you know something? You know, I know the Sikrikon took your property. I'm going to try to buy it from the Sikrikon. But before I do that, I want to make sure you sign off on it. So if the Balabayas would sign off of it, because of and then he would buy it from the Sikrikon, the Mekkah would be kind. So, Bederich Agav, this is a digression from our digression. Mishnah says, I'll tell you a similar halacha. What happens if you have a, a man who has property, but this property is Meshubit to his wife? Rashi gives a whole bunch of Ksubik's examples of how this can be possible. It can be Nechsemelog, Nechsemelog, a piece of land that was Meyuchit for the Ksuba. But the point is, the man and the wife, they both have schosam in it. As a result, the man's ability to sell is limited, and the woman's ability to sell is limited. We just learned this together in the sugi of Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Aguf Dami, Takana Susha, right, the raid from a week ago. But the bottom line is, what would be if a man went and he bought the husband's chalik from the husband? And then he bought the woman's chalik from the woman, we say the mechalik is bottle. Meaning, even though the woman sold it, we assume that she didn't really mean to sell it. I, she sold it. Nachas ruach osisi labayli. Subas 101. We assume she just wants to do a nachas ruach to her husband. Now listen, I don't want to fight with my husband over this. So I went along with it, but she didn't really mean to sell If she would buy it first from the woman, then buy it from the husband. Because being that the husband didn't sell it yet, there's no svar, there's no alibi of nachas ruach osisi labayli. If she sold it, we assume that she actually meant to sell it. But the bottom line is, what's the loch of the sekrikon? If somebody would buy it from the sekrikon, even if afterwards he would buy it from the original owner, mekchai bottle. Zu Mishnah Rishayim. Zok the Mishnah. This was the way it used to be. Bezin Shacharei Mamru. But then a later Bezin came and they changed the rules. And they said like this: Halakech misakrikun. If somebody buys from sakrikun, noisin labaynu revia. He gets to keep what he bought. However, he has to give the owner one fourth the value of what it is he paid. And the methodology behind this halachit is that we assume that the sakrikun are probably selling it for less or reveal less of what it's really worth. Their basis on this is not very high. They took it for free. So they're happy to sell it at a discount. So at least that discount you have to go and you have to give to the original owner. But to give the actual field over, that's not something you have to do. And by the way, the reason Chazal made this takana, we're going to talk about more about this in a couple of days after the sugi of Kamsa Bar Kamsa. But the reason Chazal made this takana was because they saw nobody wanted to buy from Sikrikon anymore. Because everyone knew, I'm going to buy from the Sikrikon. What's going to happen a minute later? I'm going to have to give it back to the original owner. And what happened was the land of Eretz Yisrael, the Eretz HaKtoysha, ended up being in the hands of the Sikrikon. And we know how badly Chazal did not want the Oivdei Kechavim to be in possession of Jewish land. That's something that came up, interestingly, a few times in Masech Tizgitin. We had Andaf Chaz, and we had Andaf Mzayin, right? Different Alochis, Chumas Maestres, Kais Fenoyne, Aphilab Shabbos, all these different Dinim. So the bottom line is, is we know Chazal didn't want that. So they were afraid the Sikrikon would end up keeping it. So we had, they had no choice. They had to remove this halacha. So what they did was, they said, give the Bailam a quarter, and the Maisa, 
You get to keep it. A Mosai says the Mishnah Vaiter, when was this Meaning the only time any person that wants to buy from the Sakrikun can keep it, just give a revia over to the owner. That's if the owner himself doesn't have an ability to buy it. But if the owner himself Meaning, the person that originally owned it wants to buy it, they come before anybody else, they have what's known as a right of first refusal. So the owner gets a right of first refusal. But at the same time, if he doesn't want it, then anyone else can take it. And Rebbe at some point appointed a Bez. And they voted, and they tweaked the halach a little bit. They said like this, that although it's true the man has a right of first refusal, but at the same time, there's a statute of limitations. Meaning, it's not forever. If the Sekrikin already owned this property for 12 months, and the owner didn't buy it, then kolakoidim, Anyone else that comes to buy it can buy it. But Rebbe said the second part of this takano, that you give a quarter of it back to the Bailam, that's something that was always true. But the right of first refusal, that had a time limit. That was only true for a year, but after Yudbeis Chaydish, that's something that would go away. Either way, there's a lot to unpack in this Mishnah. We'll make a scholar. We're going to interrupt the program for a few days, and then Ezra Hashem will wrap up the sugya and daftun ches on the base, daftun tes on the But just to start, zok to So the Mishnah started off and said like this: Now the way we teach the Mishnah, when we learned it was that the laws of the sekrikon were not noyik when the war was raging. Once the war ended, then already the laws of the sekrikon were noyik. The way we teach the Mishnah was based on the maskana of the Gemara that we're about to learn. But the Gemara now, in real time, doesn't know yet that that's the Pshat. In fact, the Gemara thinks Pshat and the Mishnah is a little bit differently. And the Gemara is going to ask a kash. Meaning, if you take the words of the Mishnah literally, you know what it sounds like? That at the time of the war, there were no Sekrikon. When there was a war going on, there were no Sekrikon. When the war ended... And now there's already peace. That's when the Sekrikon suddenly entered. That doesn't sound right. You would think during the war they were Noyek, right? Hashto, it's like a Kalvachim, Barug, doesn't make any sense. I'm Rabbi Yudavid who says, you don't know how to read the Mishnah. You have to read the Mishnah the way we read the Mishnah. What the Mishnah is saying is that the laws of the Sekrikon weren't Noyek, Bashas Muhammad. This whole Shulchan Aruch, the whole Ketzar, all the different of the Sekrik and they all went into effect once the war ended. What's the background to this? The Amr of Asi. Rav Asi said, Gimel Gzeros Gozro. There were three Gzeros that were instituted. Gzerto Kamaisa. The first Gzeros that was instituted was The Jews were such fair game that there was a gzera, literally, that if you have an opportunity to kill a yid and you don't kill him, you yourself are going to be Chayim Misa. Mitziyasa, later they settle down a little bit. And they said like this, called the cattle, you're really not supposed to kill. But if you kill, you know what the punishment is going to be? Lysi arba zuzi. You're going to have to pay four zuzin. Basically, you're not chayev, but if you kill, you know what we're going to do? You know what the punishment is going to be? You have to pay a chayesnesh, 50 cents. Four zuzi, a dollar and a quarter. That's what the oinish was. So again, people were super not disincentivized from killing. Berishayim, you had to kill, otherwise you chayev misa. Mitziyasa, What's the fine? It's a slap on the wrist. And therefore, called the kotel liktalu. People were killing Yidin at free will. Hilkach, it's for that reason, I'm sorry, Basraisa, I skipped the word. Afterwards, they switched halacha and they said, called the kotel, anyone that kills liktalu is going to be chayim misa. So during the wartime, there were phases of what it meant to kill a Yid. 
Barishoyna, you had to kill a yid. If you didn't kill a yid, you chayv mitza. Mitziyasa, you didn't have to kill him. In fact, you'd get punished, but the punishment was a joke. And then Basraisa, they said, no, you kill a yid, you yourself are going to be chayv mitza. So the Gemara says like this, in the beginning and in the middle, even the katli, agav unzi gomromakni. Being that the yid knew that he better give away his karka to the sikrikon. Because if he doesn't, the sikrikon's really going to kill him. What's he worried about? In Barishoyna, he has to kill you. Mitzniyasa, he's going to pay a, a, a nominal fine. So you knew your life is at risk. So when you gave it to the Sikrikun, Agav Unse, because of the Oynes, Gomeromachni, you gave it to him Bekavana. Sabina, you gave it to Bekavana, there's no Din Sikrikun anymore. The whole premise of the Din Sikrikun that you buy from the Sikrikun, you have to give it back to the original owner, is because we assume that the original owner never gave it to the Sikrikun Bekavana. He never really had Das to be Machna to him. That was true later on. But in the beginning, we said, he really said, when he gave it away. Because he knows if he doesn't give it away, he might really get killed. It's Basrais. It was only later, Amri, they said, you know what? I know that he can't kill me anyways. But when I'm going to take the risk, it's not worth it. No problem. Here you go. I'm not calling his bluff. Take my karaka. But Lamacha, the next day, I know I can always take it by din. That's when the din of the Sikrika went into effect. So the point is, is that when the Mishnah says, that doesn't mean that there were no physical heftses of Sikrikun. Shein Emo, they were raging. But the dinim of the Sikrikun weren't noyig. The whole din of the Sikrikun were noyig once the Muhammad subsided a little bit. Because Mishas, the Muhammad, people were actually Gomorrah Makni. See, I have no recourse anymore. You can't go to your neighbor and say, you know, you bought my field. I never had it. No, you, you know you had a mind because you knew that if you didn't, you might have gotten killed. It was Me'arugim Muhammad Ve'elach. When things subsided a little bit, that's when everything changed. Now, what Muhammad are we talking about? Misha is talking about a Muhammad. There were three stages in the Muhammad. What exactly is this Muhammad? So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Dibra Maschal, Amr Avasi, Shalosh Gzeroiz Gazar, Titus, the Pulmashalai. It's referring to Titus. Titus and his Pulmas, which of course took place during the destruction of the second base Amikdash. And it's this Mishnah. One of the several Takanas that were instituted, Mipnei Tikun Ha'ilon, the laws of the Sakrikun, which were something that were very, very prevalent, that's going to take us now on a three-day digression, some of the most famous Gemaras and Shas, we say that a lot, but in this case, it's really true. Some of the most famous Gemaras and Shas, the Sugi of Kamsa Bar Kamsa, etc., etc. How does it come into Masech Gitin? It's through this digression, Ben Benoishal digression, but that's going to be tomorrow. But just to end today on a very, very light note, as promised, today's daf was hashtag light rig. Just to go back to something that was left on the table last week, and that is the Gemara Mesechtes Gitin, daf nun beiz amir alef said, Tanya, um Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi said, miyamai like karisi ishti ishti, he said, I never used to refer to my wife as my wife. And I never used to refer to my shar as my shar. My wife I used to refer to as my bias. My shar I used to refer to as my field. We mentioned that the Shif, in his commentary on that Gemara says that maybe the reason it was Rabbi Yossi who said that I never referred to my wife as my wife. It's based on the fact that the Medrash says that Rabbi Yossi was married to an Isha and because his wife was an Ishara, he didn't want to refer to her in the more affectionate way as Ishti, but rather she's the Karis Habayas, she takes care of everything that needs to be taken care of in the house, and therefore he referred to her as Basi. But it was only Rabbi Yossi, and only because Chazal were already Megala to us, that Rabbi Yossi had an Ishara. We mentioned that Rabruve Margolis, 
in his Sefer, in the Tzoy Tzayar, he's Matmiya on the Maram Shif. He says, if you take a look at the Medrash that the Maram Shif is quoting, which, by the way, is a Medrash in two places, and it's also a Yerushalmi. And in all three places, it's not Rabbi Yossi, but it's Rabbi Yossi Haglili. Stam Rabbi Yossi in Shas is Rabbi Yossi ben Chalafta. Rabbi Yossi Aglili and Rabbi Yossi ben Chalafta are two of the greatest Tanom of all time, but they're not the same person. So, Freik, Rabbi Ruven, Margolius, L'chayre, the Mamshif was Toya Bidvar Mishnah, Bidvar Medrash, Bidvar Yerushalmi. How could he say that Pshan and this Rabbi Yossi is because Rabbi Yossi had an Isharat, Rabbi Yossi that had an Isharat was Rabbi Yossi Aglili. It wasn't Stam Rabbi Yossi, which is our Sugya. It wasn't Rabbi Yossi ben Chalafta. And because of this, Rabbi Ruven, Margolius said a different Pshan based on a Yerushalmi, which is coded in and that is that Rabbi Yossi was married to five Yevamis, Chamish, Ba'ilois, Ba'alti, Venatati, Chamisha, Razim, Yisrael, and the whole Tachlis of the Yevam is Lahakim, Beis, Achiv. And you see that Rabbi Yossi wasn't a kind of mitzvah, but in a raid that we spoke about last week, and that's why he used to refer to as Beis, because Taka wasn't so much Ishti. All it was was Beis, the whole Tachlis was Lahakim, Beis, Achiv. The Medrash that the Maram Shif mentions, which Rabbi Ruven Ragoli has pointed out, is a medrash talking about Rabbi Yosei Aglili is a medrash nifla, and it tells a great story. I think it's kedai to just go through the story and speak out one ha'ara. The medrash is in Parshas Bereishis. It's Parsha Yud Zayin Gimel. It's on the words Esaloi Ezer Kenegdoi. Sakadosh Baruch Hu said that I'm going to make an Ezer Kenegdoi for Adam, who of course was Chava. Zok the medrash im zocha Ezer. If a man is zocha. Then his wife is going to be an Ezer. In love, and if a man is not Zaycher Kenegda, his wife is going to end up working against it. I'm Rabbi Shua Bar Nechemia. Rabbi Shua Bar Nechemia said, "Im Zacha, if a person is Zaycher, he'll have a wife ke Ishtoi Shal Rab Chanina Bar Chachinoi, like the wife of Rab Chanina Bar Chachinoi." Vim love, and if a person is not Zaycher, he's going to have a wife ke Ishtoi Shal Rabbi Yosei Haglili. Zok to Gemara, Rabbi Yosei. Notice here it says Rabbi Yosi, but we know it's Rabbi Yosi Aglili because it started off Keishtei Shal Rabbi Yosi Aglili Havale Intesa Bisha. He had literally a wife that was Bisha. She was bad. The Havas Barta Daachse. She was also his niece. The Havabazile Kadam Talmidoi, and she would often embarrass him in the presence of his Talmidim. Amr Talmidov. Talmidim once went over to Rabbi Yosi Aglili and they said Shafkalado Intesa Bisha. Why don't you divorce this wife? She doesn't give you covet. Meaning he would sit and he would listen. He didn't say a word. But the Tamida would be Moicha for the covet of the Rebbe. And they said, why don't you do something? Amalayim, he says, I'll tell you the truth. Really, I should give her a get. My Ksuba is very, very big. It's expensive. I can't give her a Ksuba. If I can't give her a Ksuba, so I, I can't afford to divorce her. One day, Rabbi Yisrael was sitting and learning together with Rabbi Lozab and Azariah. When they finished learning, Amalayim, Rabbi Lozab and Azariah told Rabbi Yisrael, does Rebbe mind if I go upstairs to your house and I eat something? Malayin, slick, for sure, go and eat something. As Rebbe Lozab and Azariah was walking up the stairs together with Rabbi Yosei Aglili, so Rabbi Yosei Aglili's wife saw that they're walking in, so she gave them this really, really angry face and she walked away. Then she saw that they were making a move for the food, meaning... They were going to eat something. So Rabbi Yosei Aglili asked his wife, tell me, is there anything in the pot? She's like looking at him. Yeah, is parperoin. There is. I have vegetables inside the pot. I cooked some vegetables. That's what's in the pot. So they went, they picked up the top of the pot. 
And the Ashkach Pargoin. And they found Pargiot. They found chicken. And he understood what was going on over here. He realized the Shalom Bayez here was not Pashid at all. So they sat down, they ate, and after they finished eating, What happened? You told me. I heard your wife say there were vegetables, and now all of a sudden there was chicken. Yes, I clearly said, this is my sinis, and this is how it goes in our kitchen. No, 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 nothing, everything is fine. After they finished again, finally, Rabbi Osman Azariah said, he said, listen, Rabbi Yisagli, I understand you're a tzaddik, but at the same time, Rabbi Shvaika, he into some minach, you have to give her a get. The lessee of the liakrasach, it doesn't pass for you anymore. I'm being moicha for your covet. I'm a lazy. He told her, Blazman Azai, you're poor Naravalai. Velais be my eshbagle. So what should I do? It's too expensive, the ksuba. There's nothing I could do. I'm a lay. So we know Rabblazman Azai is giving a grace to give here, right? So Rabblazman Azai told him, let me take care of your ksuba. The Shavkamina, and you should give her a get. The Gemara says, Ovdin Lekain. Rabbi Yisak Lili acquiesced. He gave his wife a get. Pasak Lapurna, Shavak Yosemine. The Asfin Yose Itza, Achara Tovamina. And then Rabbi Yisak Lili got married to another wife, and this wife was already Tovamina. Incidentally, it's a little bit mashra from the Medrash that he wouldn't marry another wife as long as he was married to her. After he gave her a get, then he went ahead and he got married, which maybe is a Shakurai to Abruva Margolius is thesis that even though before Cherem de Rabbeinu Geshem it was okay to marry more than one wife but something shaloi motzinu bechfrat as it relates to the Tanam and Namiram but the bottom line is the Gemara says Garmin Chayven Dahi Itza this woman basically his first wife she wasn't an Ishik Sheira Fa'azlis Fa'isnevis Lesantrin Dekarta and she ended up marrying in English the Puritz the Santer in the Karta. But that's who she married. This man, the Puritz, ended up having Yisur of his Avar. And Rahman al he became a Saginar. Because he was a Saginar, he had no means to make Parnasa. So what did they do? They used to knock from door to door so people would help them. He couldn't see. So she would walk with him, literally, holding on to him, and like this, they would go from place to place so they can collect a few dollars. When they came to the neighborhood of Rabbi Yosei Aglili, she would turn her husband around and she would go away. Says the Gemara, because this man was the Puritz, so to him it was mamish. He knew the shvilid and the hardog mamish perfectly. He knew every single loch. This was he was once the mayor of the town. I know Rabbi Yisaglili in his zip code here. I heard there's a lot of gvirim over there. How come you don't take me to that neighbor? I think we could do very well over there. Not just that. I heard he's giving stalker. So it's interesting. Somewhere along the way he became a shtickle gvir himself how come you not taking me to that area honestly she said I'll be honest with you I was once married to him I can't forgive myself to have him see me looking like this and that's why I'm not going there one time they came to the neighborhood of Rabbi Yossi and he was forcing his wife let's go let's go but she didn't want to. Bekitzer, he started to hit her. This is what happened. He started to hit her. And all of a sudden, there was a big gerida. And there was tremendous bizyoyness. This man is mamish beating up his wife. And what's going on? And what's going on? Because she doesn't want to go to this neighborhood. And he does want to go to this neighborhood. Bekitzer, this noise came to the ears of Rabbi Yosei Aglili. Rabbi Yosei Lekolon. The Chamoim is Bazbekan Shukas. He goes outside. He said, what's going on? And he sees that his wife, his Grusha, 
This woman that he was once married to, she's having these rizik of his And he sees her husband is hitting her. What are you doing to her? Amalei says, Kol yoyim, he moved the parnasa. It's because she's holding back my parnasa. I have no food. I'm partially starving. And partially because she's embarrassed of you, she won't go. Keeping the Shem Rabbi Yossi came. Rabbi Yossi clearly heard this. Nesavoin. He took them in. Gave them a house. And he would support them every single day for the rest of their lives. Al shame. And the reason he did it was, is because the Medrash says, and this is how the Medrash concludes, it says, Now, there's actually a very interesting comment from the Radal on this Medrash. The Radal says that why did he say, Where's the Psarcha Al Tasale? She's his Grusha. So says the Radal, Pasha, you'd be tempted to learn, because if you remember the beginning of the story, we mentioned Rabbi Yossi Havali into Sabisha, she was Rabbi Yossi's niece, Rabbi Yossi's sister's daughter. So even though she's a Grusha, but there's an Indian of Mipsarcha Altasalim. But says the Radal, that even though in the Medrash it sounds a little bit like that's the Pshat, but he says, we said that this is mentioned in other places as well. It's another Medrash Yerushalmi. And in those places it doesn't mention anywhere that it was a niece. And it still fears us Mipsarcha Altasalim. And I think from those Chazals, it's Muchach, that the Mipsarcha Altasalim wasn't Alts. Wasn't Alts niece, but it was Alts Grusha, because they were once for Hayul Echad, and even though now they're not living together, but there's still a beginner of the Hayul Echad that exists of Umipsar Chaloy Tesalim, and then he says, I and Evan Ezer Simin Kufyotes. This is in Hilchas Gitin. The Ramah says the following. He says, Umutur La Adam Lazen Grushasai. It's mutter for a man to support his grusha. It's actually a bigger mitzvah for a man to support his grusha than another ani. However, it shouldn't lead to a kurva because they're not married anymore. You should do it al yadei shleach. So Dr. Adal, what's the makar? I think the makar is this chazal. That you see from here that there's a bzundar ingin of mipsar even by a grusha. But the bottom line is, this is the medrash over here that the Ramshif brought, and the Ramshif seemed to have it as Rabbi Yossi, because throughout the Medrash, Rabbi Yossi is referred to as Rabbi Yossi, but at the beginning of the Medrash, said Rabbi Ruben Margolis, it's clear it wasn't Rabbi Yossi, it was Rabbi Yossi Aglili, and this is a Medrash that's mentioned in many different places, and it's always Rabbi Yossi Aglili, and based on that, I think it's Pashat, that the Ramshif made a toys, and that's why he said a different shot to explain our Gemara, why Rabbi Yossi was the one that used to refer to his wife, not as Ishti, but rather as Beisi. But I'll tell you a Dover Nifla, that I saw in the Sefer Menucha Shalom from Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Sefer Shlita. It's in Chelik Yud Aleph. It's Simen Nun Zayin. Now we once spoke out part of this Simen. It's Nugeya. The name of the Simen is Be'inya Rabbi Yosei Haglili Loi Meis. This is the Sefer. It's the second part of the Shtigal and we'll end with this. So Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Sefer, he brings a Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi is in it's Perik Beis Halacha Aleph. Um, Reb Shmuel Bar Nachman. Reb Shmuel Bar Nachman said, "B'shoshi Yisrael Bangla they have Averus and Meisim Roim. If they didn't do Averus, Hakshamim Netzar, it stops raining. We say it every single day. Pamayim Bahava in the second parish of Kriyashma. They hain Mevi and Lehem Zokin. So what do they didn't do? What do you didn't do when it doesn't rain? They bring the Zokin Echad. Kigoyin Reb Yosei Aglili, like Reb Yosei Aglili. V'hum Mafkia Badon." He davens for them. And immediately, when Rabbi Yosei Aglili, he's the marshal of the Zokein Echad, 
When he damaged, it begins to rain. And the question is, why Rabbi Yosei Aglili? It would seem to be a medrash plea. What does Rabbi Yosei Aglili have to do with tefillah? They bring a zokka and echel kigoyin Rabbi Yosei Aglili. So in the first half of this shtickle, which is an old raid by Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Seifer said that we know Rabbi Yudah Nasi never died. The Gemara in Ksubis, Tavkuf Gimel, used to come home every Friday night, and Rabbi Tivega brings in Gilead Ashas from the Sefer Chesidim, Rabbi Dachasid said, used to be Moitzi the Oilam Yedei Chayvasim. And he was Nitzitz Nishmasai of Yaakov Avinu, Nasi, Rabbi Yudah Nasi is Rosh Tevis, Nishmasai Shal Yaakov Avinu, the Magal Amukha said, Fadvar Matikin. But in this shtickle, Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Seifer brings from the Vilna Goyen in his beer on Tikkun Ezair, that brings that to other tzaddikim that were also Loimes. One of them was Rabbi Yosei Haglili. Another one is Rav Hamnun Asaba. So said Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Seifer, Rabbi Yosei Haglili was Loimes. Rabbi Yosei Haglili was Loimes. The emphasis is, what's Pshat? Rabbi Yosei Haglili was Loimes. See, he says a whole shtickle Torah based on the shtickle that some people say on Erev Pesach from Shamshan Astropola, Hashem Yimkum Damoy, in his famous Higeris HaKodesh that's printed in many, many Haggadah Shal Pesach. And in that shtickle, if you go through it a little bit carefully, it says, quote, David HaMelech Olav HaSholem, has the same gematria. David ben Yishai is the gematria of Rabbi Yosei Aglili, which is the same gematria of Shechina. But he said, you see, from me, that Rabbi Yosei Aglili was Nitzvot Sineshmas, that's what Shamshon Ashapol is trying to say, of David Melch. And David Melch Yisrael was Chai Vekayim. So if David Melch Yisrael was Chai Vekayim, that's the senior Rabbi Yosei Aglili, and he says, David Melch, we know, said, Vanit Tfilo. He was the chefts of Tfilo. So if David Melch Vanit Tfilo, that's why they went to Azakin like Rabbi Yosei Aglili. This is the old shtick. This is the first half of one shtickle in Chelug Yud Aleph of the Sefer but his chelik base. This is the second half of it. He said that I heard from my son, Rabbi Avram Eliezer Soifer Shlita. Shamati a different pshat. I'm a dove in nifla. The Gemara says in Tainis Tavchof Hey on the base. Quote: Ma'isa Rabbi Eliezer. There was a story with Rabbi Eliezer. Shliyazar He went to daven. It hadn't rained, and they needed someone to daven to bring the rain. So Rabbi Eliezer went for Amar Esrim Arba Brachas. He said twenty-four brachas v'loy nena. Didn't rain. Yard Rabbi Akiva Achrav, so Rabbi Akiva went, he said, let me try. Vomar, he said, Ovinu malkeinu ein lonu melech ela ota. Ovinu malkeinu lemancha rachim aleinu. Zog to Gemara v'yarduk shamim. And it started to rain. Have a merane in Rabbanon. So Rabbanon started being merane. They started saying, Beliezer? Sounds a little questionable. Chof dalit brachas nothing. Rabbi Akiva got up and said, Ein lonu melech ela ota. And all of a sudden, the thunder lightning said, Tchmamash ke knacked reg and gishme brucha. And everybody started getting worried. Yotza baskav amra. So baskav came out and said, Loi mipnesha zeg odom Don't think that the takeaway of this is that Rabbi Akiva in any way was greater than Rabbi Yezer. Elosh hazem mavra amidoisav. Rabbi Akiva is Mavra Amidoisov. Rabbi Yez is not Mavra Amidoisov. And because he's not Mavra Amidoisov, that's why he didn't have the ability to make it rain. We always speak out the Chsam Soifer. The Chsam Soifer says that in the Maisa with Tanrach Noi, when Rabbi Yezer starts making Moifsen, what does Rabbi Yeshua tell Rabbi Yezer? You have to be the Chsam Soifer to say this. What did he mean? He meant that the Gemara says in Erev and Unheim and Aleph. That what does he mean? Tayr leba shamayim loyti matzei tayr b'misha mesem atzmoi kishamayim. If someone's magbiya atzmoi, he has gaiva like the himmel. A person like that is not going to have tayr. And you see in this Gemara, Rabbi Eliezer wasn't mavra midoisa. That comes from a shminus of shminus of gaiva. So said the Chassam Soifer. That's Rabbi Shua was telling him that loch is not like you. You know why? Because loyti matzei tayr b'misha mesem atzmoi kishamayim. And that was the oymik of what he meant tayr leba shamayim. But we. Digress. 
said Rabbi Avram Eliezer Soifer Shlita, Yaakov Chaim Soifer's son. He said, that if a person needs to make it rain, what's the quality you're looking for? You can have two G'doy Yadar, but what's the Machriya B'neim? When someone's Mavram Lidoisav, he has the ability to make it rain. So he says, if that's the case, it's Nifla. In this Medrash, which is a Medrash in two places, it's also Yerushalmi. You see the Mavram Lidoisav of Rabbi Yosei Aglili. Rabbi Yosei Aglili had an Isha Bisha, and he lived with her to the point that Talmidim had to be Moicha on his coven. And then finally gave her a get, and his personal fortune changed, and he supported this wife literally his entire life. He wasn't Mavram Lidois. He didn't Faket. He wasn't Someone that said, quid pro quo, this is the way you treat me, guess what, the joke's on you. He was the ultimate Mavra Midoisov. Oh, he's the ultimate Mavra Midoisov. Is Amar Abshmul Bar Nachman. It's not raining. What do you need when it's not raining? You need Rabbi Akiva, who was what? Zokti Gemara Tainus. He was Mavra Midoisov. They find the Zokin Echad. Kigoin Rabbi Yosei Aglili. Someone like Rabbi Yosei Aglili, who was Mephorsin, and they all knew that he was so Mavra Midoisov with his Ishtoi that was a Grusha. And the schos that Rabbi Yosei Aglili had for way, the way he treated his wife that he divorced. Who he has a special and we will stop here.